Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram's High School Huddle Podcast. I'm Peter Dawson, as always, joined by our high school expert savant, Brian Gossett. This is episode 11, and we are officially one week into the high school football playoffs for DFW and across the state of Texas. I'm going to start, before we get to Brian, I'm going to start by saying that, I, you know, naturally, I just assume that Brian is always at a high school football game. He covers volleyball, basketball, and obviously football, which we talk, which he writes about and we talk about. But when I was out on, on Saturday night at Studio Eddie with a very fine establishment down here in Fort Worth, if you haven't been, you should totally check it out. But I was found myself listening to some 80s music uh, on the dance floor, and lo and behold, who do I see but Mr. Gossett. Now, Brian, you want to care to tell, not that they care too much about our personal lives, but do you want to tell the audience what I, what I turned around to see you in uh, out on Saturday night? Uh, a full Devo costume, and if you're not familiar, uh, you got the song Whip It Good. I had the uh, the red hat there, the yellow jumpsuit. Uh, it looks like a construction sign, basically. Yes, and I walked in and just, you know, stood out. Yeah, you know, it's funny, actually, Mac Engel once, our own Mac Engel once told me that that Whip It by Devo is actually his favorite song to drive to, but Brian was literally running around with the whip in <laughs> Devo costume, so if you ever see Brian and... Uh, and need to laugh. Just just imagine him in this outfit. It was uh, uh, it was a different sight to see because, uh, as most of the high school road knows, my uh, wardrobe's very limited with the baseball hat and the Mavs sweater. So um, definitely different different. And I'm, I apologize, Peter, because uh, that might be hard to uh, take out. You might be picturing me in a giant it, yellow suit every day now. It is a little bit hard to unsee. But that's enough about that. We're going to get into the games, and, and and with the state playoffs going on, we have plenty to talk about. Brian, what are we what are we looking at for this episode? And, and we're going to try to get it all in as much as we can. Yeah, uh, just going to revisit the two games I went to. Probably two of the better games of the season that I have covered. Uh, Friday night, for sure, would halt them against Bowie. Um, we'll look at some other by-district games and, and marquee area-round games. Try and fit in uh, Nana Osafa Mensa. I went Thursday to his All-American presentation. Um, huge signing day across the state on uh, last Wednesday. And then a quick shout-out here for uh, Flower Mound Girls Volleyball. Uh, my good friend Jamie Siegel, the coach there. First state volleyball title in program history. Uh, they, they win. Big stuff. Big stuff. Three, they win. They come back 3-1. to one. Um, They're the 6A state champ. So congrats, uh, Lady Jaguars. Congrats, Jamie. Well, we're gonna we're gonna start though with with football from last week, and, and we're gonna revisit uh, a few of the games that you covered, and perhaps two of the best games of the season. The first one, Bird, uh, excuse me, Birdville and Boswell. I'm trying to space those out a little bit there. Uh, Birdwell, Birdville and Boswell on Thursday night, and then there was Haltom and Bowie on Friday. Really close one with Birdville picking up a 29-27 win, sending the Pioneers home. Hawks improved to 10-1 and on the season. They'll now travel to Mineral Wells to play Abilene Cooper at 2 p.m. this Friday. But they needed a little bit of comeback magic to take down Boswell. Again, a team that we talked about with a rich tradition. Not as strong as they've been in past years. Still a heck of a game. Yeah, and uh, you know, Boswell's... Been one of those teams, you know, state quarterfinals a couple of years ago. They, they seem to always make it to the, at least the third round, but they just kind of, they had them. You know, they, they were up 21-13. 
Um, I, I kind of mentioned this in my story on uh, DFWVarsity.com, but really want to highlight kind of the play of the game. Boswell's up 21-13 in, late in the first half. They get the ball to start the second. So potentially they could go up 22 points. It's first, Which is a huge swing in a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, three de- touchdowns definitely. more. And, uh, and so they had first and goal at the 10, turns into third and goal at the 15. There's nine seconds left. And uh, Damian Lewis for Birdville gets to Braden Thomas, the, the quarterback for Boswell, and sacks him for a loss of 14. Turns into a 46-yard field goal try. And uh, the kicker, heck of a leg, I saw in warm-ups, but he 45 and a half yards. And he was, a, he was that close from making it. And he missed. And he missed. And so they're, they're up eight. You know, you look at the score, you know, Birdville wins by two. Um, uh, you, you know, eight potentially eight-point swing down to a three-point swing down to right. zero. And Birdville did a good job adjusting at halftime because they scored 16 straight to go up 29-21. Uh, Boswell actually blocked a 40-yard field goal, which would have iced the game. They picked it up, returned it 69 yards for the score, but they couldn't get the, the game-tying two-point conversion, and Birdville comes away with the, the victory. And, uh, yeah, they're now 10-1, and and they get Cooper next. Yeah, I mean, I, I – don't don't know much about Cooper, I, but it seems like they have a lot of momentum, and and taking down a program like Boswell should probably give them confidence. No, right. And we you know last week we talked about who's gonna who's gonna be that team that rebounds because both were coming in with a loss, right? Uh, Birdville's first loss uh, of the season, and so they uh, they stepped it up. You know, Stone, Stone Earl, the quarterback, Ladarius Mixon, the running back. They, they Found ways they they managed the the game very well and uh, yeah p- definitely a big win and usually you don't see Boswell going home this early and so yeah it's a confidence boost for them for the Hawks for sure. Now on to another uh, team local team that we have spent a little bit of time talking about and it's a team that uh, Cinderella season for sure and that's the Halton Buffaloes. There's the, the dream almost ended early against Bowie. Uh, but they come back to win in a shootout. They, they end up taking that game 47-41. Halton remains perfect. They're now 11-0. Uh, it's their first playoff win in, in uh, victory, excuse me, in 21 years. And they'll get Midland Lee, huge game at 3 p.m. actually next Saturday. And that one's going to be played at Abilene Christian. But before we get to that, you know, looking ahead, let's look back. Halton and Bowie, obviously another you know, one score game, you know, it's seven points, eight points or under. What did you see? Yeah. And like the Birdville game, you know, it was at Birdville fine arts at the complex, you know, both Halton and Birdville in the same school district. And they're both down, uh, you know, in the first half Halton. I mean, Bowie, I knew Bowie was a good team and, you know, it was going to be a, a definitely a big challenge for Halton. They just, they kind of punched Halton in the mouth there. I think Halton, you know, Whatever you may say, whatever you want, it was a playoff game. Maybe you know jitters, big stage, um, slow start. Yeah, slow start definitely. I mean, Bowie scored on their first four possessions. They got out to a 28-10 lead, which was actually Halton's uh, biggest deficit of the year. They've only they've actually only been down in in three of their eleven games this year. But you know, Halton just kind of they stayed in it. Uh, like Birdville, they made the adjustments at halftime. Uh, well, so we talked a little bit about. Uh, you know, high school guys, how do you respond when you get hit in the mouth, right? I mean, yeah. it's, I, like you said, it's unfamiliar territory, and, and it's a credit. I mean, 
I think their coaching staff and their kids both have done a tremendous job of of working around things this year. All right, Jason Tucker's he's he's been there a few years now, and um, yeah, these last two years at least, you know, the kids are are buying in. You know, very talented, but um, you know, Haltom almost even coming back, they still almost gave the game away because they were uh, they were down 34-32 and, and looking like you know they were driving for another score, but they fumble. And uh, Bowie goes up uh, 41-32, and, and actually Bowie gave it up. And Michael Black was able to score with three minutes left. And uh, they actually they hung on. Bowie they could have scored a touchdown there, but uh, on fourth down, the, the ball was deflected near the goal line. So Haltom, huge win. Uh, and before we even go on, you know, their road seems a little easier now. We, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it here, but uh, with Cedar Hill losing, so... Uh, their road looks a lot easier now to get to the state semifinals or state finals. Right. And, and so moving on here, we, you know, we talked a little bit about how those first two games that we, uh, we discussed close games, uh, comebacks, lots of points Saturday, the Saturday slate didn't provide, uh, nearly as many good games. Uh, that'd be South Lake Carroll. We'll start with them. They dominated Coppell. 54 to 10, huge blowout win. We've talked a lot about Carroll getting on the right track, staying on the right track, especially after the departure of head coach Hal Wasson. Coach Dodge now seems to have them uh, kind of humming as he has all year. Uh, they they remain undefeated, and uh, you know this is a huge. Uh, you know, looking ahead, uh, you're going to talk about the the Carroll Coppell game, but looking ahead a little bit, sorry, going in a bit of a reverse order. Them being the uh, the dragons, excuse me, being undefeated, they get Desoto at 2 p.m. on Saturday at Newsom Stadium, Newsom Stadium, in a rematch uh, of last year's area round, uh, and you know the cross DFW implications of the game. I, I don't know if you want to call it a rivalry, but but the teams in this area certainly are aware of one another. But before we talk about that, let's let's talk about the Carroll Capel game because South Lake obviously huge right yeah and Coppell I mean they're they're a good team but they just they weren't in it from the start uh it was never close you know Carroll scored uh on their third play of the drive with their you know all-star running back SMU commit TJ McDaniel who had a huge huge afternoon um 69 yard touchdown to go up 7-0 and and that was pretty much ball game he finishes with a season high 313 yards rushing uh you know, he had four touchdowns on the ground. He had a 28-yard touchdown catch in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, it was 28-0 before Coppell even got on uh, – excuse me, 24-0 before Coppell even got on the board. So, huge game. And um, it was actually interesting because uh, – I don't know if a lot of people know, but TJ started his high school career at Coppell, uh, freshman and sophomore year. So, that provided a little more – juice in him uh he wanted the victory and right got to talk to him after the game and uh, he definitely mentioned it well yeah there was a there was a lot of hype going into this week you know because Coppell's our home our hometown rival and um you know I was I was pretty dialed in this week because you know I came from Coppell and you know, I wanted something to uh have a lifelong brag about so um you know we, we definitely executed during practice this week and you know it showed in play this this today so it was a great great win yeah, no, that you know, Carol. Again, we we don't do uh, Brian will pick games eventually, but uh, but I don't do too many too many picking of the games. But I think that 
if you had to to force me to pick a game for uh, Carol and Desoto, I think the the Carol momentum is, is too much. Uh, but but you you feel free to disagree with me. No, Brian. I totally agree. I mean, Carol's just. You watch TJ McDaniel, and he's not the biggest guy, but he just he's tough to tackle. Offensive line does a great job. Uh, they're 11 and 0 for a reason. They're state ranked. They're number six um, in Texas. Riley Dodge, you know, picks up that first playoff win as a head coach. Uh, he said that because he's he's won so many playoff games as a player, he right. felt like this was a little more more sweet to be on that side of it, but. Yeah, they're just clicking right now. Defense is is amazing, and uh, Desoto, you know, Desoto got a terrific win. I mean, that game may be the best game of the year. Who knows? They beat Skyline fifty five fifty three. Right. So Eagles score thirty five points in the second, just in the second quarter alone. Uh, and you know, Desoto's been kind of a hard team to figure out. We we haven't spent as much time talking about it with them being over in the towards the Dallas area. Right. What have you seen from them, just briefly? Uh, I've seen a couple of games for them this year. Obviously, it was it was earlier, so uh, both teams different this time around. But uh, they have some some studs as well. Uh, Vontae Sheenault, the receivers, committed to Texas Tech. Shandaria Ward is is another kid that can burn you on his feet as well, um, and so that might be a good matchup. You know, Carroll uh, beat Desoto last year, thirty three fifteen in in the uh, area round over at Ford Center and so I think you know putting up 53 points to Skyline um, I, I can't even imagine what Carroll might do so it could be ugly real quick and you know it, it's a lot of points probably a lot of points I think so but um, I'm with you I think Carroll's just gonna be too much Couple other uh, by district four, excuse me, by district scores. I'm stuttering all over myself today. Uh, Lake Ridge beat Lake Highlands forty-five to thirty-five, and then there was a huge upset with Pierce knocking out Cedar Hill. We mentioned it, uh, we touched on it earlier. Cedar Hill misses, uh, excuse me, the Longhorns. Cedar Hill Longhorns miss a late field goal that would have won the game. You were really surprised about this one. Uh, everyone was surprised. Uh, one of my good buddies, Matt Diggs, who's uh, works for the old coach. He's been doing this for a long time. Um, if uh, you go on his Twitter feed, he just he does this whole deal on Friday night about scores and and whatnot. And he uh, he referenced, uh, I believe it was Rowlett over Allen in 2007. Rowlett beat Allen. Um, he thinks that this was the biggest upset since that. 2007 wow, game. Wow, so, um, over 10 years. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't at the game. I have no idea. I guess Pierce, it was just one well, of you did, Well, you didn't go because you didn't ex- – I mean, you don't expect it, right? No one expected it. And Cedar Hill, you know, they won the district, 7-6-A. People called it the District of Doom, toughest district or one of the toughest in the state. Uh, Showed, know, I guess. Coming off that, you know, DeSoto win. All the momentum, I think they had, they had a strong year. Yeah, I think they only had one loss on the season and uh, bounced in the first round. And these last two years, kind of tough, you know, missing the playoffs last year, which, you know, snapped 13 year streak, something like that. And then now being bounced in the first round, it's uh, tough to be a Longhorn fan for sure. And we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but now Haltom. Right, because Haltom, they would have faced in the third round. Which would have been a huge, huge game, two local area teams. Right. And, I mean, I don't know. Pierce, 
I, I have no idea about Pierce. You know, they could be riding this wave now. You know, if Haltom gets past uh, Midland Lee, who put up 70 points in, in by district, you would figure Haltom would be the favorite against Pierce or whoever Pierce is facing. And, um, yeah, it's it's definitely easier road having yeah, Cedar Hill gone. No, for sure, for Haltom. So we will we keep an eye on that for sure. Arlington, a few other scores uh, and games from last week. Arlington stays perfect. They blow out Weatherford. Uh, Trinity beat Arlington Martin, two, two area teams here, 56-34. No surprise, Alito also winning its playoff opener. 23 straight years they've won a playoff opener. I mean, that's... Right. You talk about thir- I, you said you said 13 years with Cedar Hill. I I I thought you know that's that's a lot, but 23 years in a row they won the playoff opener. Uh, and one one other game that we looked at we because we didn't know a lot about San Angelo Central and Lamar had to face off against them, but Lamar no problem taking care of San Angelo Central 55 to 14. That uh, didn't surprise me that they won. It's the score surprised me a little bit. Yeah, and I mean it was it, they were like Birdville. They're coming off that first loss of the year. How they're going to rebound? They hosted San Angelo, which, uh, you know, five-hour drive back home uh, Friday night was pretty tough, you know, losing by 40 points. So. Yeah, that's and, – and they San Angelo is one of the ones that's got a good program, but they have to make that – Right. The, 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 the district's the, weird, right? Yeah, and San Angelo, I mean, they were you know, finding in, the injury bug all year, but, um, yeah, Lamar took care of them. And, and just some other ones here, Kennedale seems like – you know, they were state runner-up last season. Seems like they're picking up, you know, where they left off. Seven straight wins now over uh, – they beat Brownwood 58-20. Um, Azo, we've talked about, they actually put up 50 points on Colleyville Heritage, a team like Boswell's. They state quarterfinals, third round, past couple of years. So it's kind of strange to see them out already this early. Um, so Azo, first playoff win since 2014 and another team that has their first playoff win since 2014 Timberview I don't know how how many people took Timberview because they were playing the Colony which had won the district title Um, it was at the Colony so Timberview comes away having finished fourth in their district and they upset uh, the Cougars 35-30 and then another great game uh, that I saw on Twitter Louisville versus Keller which I thought was going to be one of the more balanced teams because both teams eight and two, both teams finished second in their respective districts. Louisville, 33, 27 triple overtime triple. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, and I don't know how often do you even see, you know, triple double overtime, triple overtime in high school. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's not often, especially because it feels like, you know, usually with games that they end a certain way, it's going to be close. And you see it in college as well. You know, the, the momentum goes one way and you say, well, you get to a certain point, and it feels like one team. I mean, you go into overtime, you say, well, you've got to feel pretty confident it's going one way or the other. But three overtimes for it to keep going and going and going. seems like there's a lot of, you know, you, you alternate, right, which team gets the ball first. So there, right. there's a lot of swings back and forth, and that's a lot That's a lot to handle. I mean, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if that, uh, that team, the winner of that game, uh, is exhausted the next week, right? I mean, you play... It doesn't help. It, it doesn't help that Louisville's playing Duncanville in the area. Yeah, no, that that that's yeah, that's a tough. So enjoy Louisville uh, farmers. Enjoy this uh, playoff win and and gain the practice during Thanksgiving because uh, a lot of people, you know, that's special to them. Uh, but 
sorry, uh, Duncanville's uh, going to take care of you and, and knock you guys out. Yeah, well, you know, Louisville folks, you know, that's hopefully that's that's the challenge to you, and you can make Brian eat crow like the Halton folks did earlier in the season. Now you can check out all these other scores from across the state and the area, uh, the round pair and the round pairings for the games this coming week uh, as well on DFW Varsity as well as, uh, excuse me, dfwvarsity.com, as well as star-telegram.com, as well as our Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Facebook pages. And also, a uh, quick shout-out to our colleague Darren Lauber uh, for working with Brian on this stuff um, as well. Before we get into the area round, uh, Brian went to Nolan Catholic on Thursday morning to watch Nana Osafa Mensa get his jersey presentation into the U.S. Army all American Bowl, which will take that that game was going to take place. It's it's I, I, even with all of the games that have been added, I still and I think Brian would agree it's still the premier high school football yeah. postseason All Star game in, in the nation. I, I think it has still by and large, even with the Under Armour game, I still think it has the most yeah. uh, talent. But that game, you can see um, if you want to head down to uh, San Antonio, it will be at the Alamo Dome on January fifth. But Brian. What did you see from the Jersey presentation and at Nolan Catholic? Because that's uh, that's a pretty special thing for for an incredibly talented player and and for a school to to kind of go through that process. Yeah, and uh, you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we're kind of thinking it might be the first Nolan Catholic player to ever get an All American jersey like that. And I talked to Coach David uh, Bolden who. By the way, congratulations. Uh, he, he and his wife celebrated the birth of their first child, daughter. That's a heck on, of a week. On, on Friday. Child and an All-American right next to each other. And uh, he said that there was – he thought no one better to represent Nolan Catholic because if you've talked to with Nana, he's just a tremendous – he's a tremendous talent on the field, but he's also a, uh, a great kid off of it. Um just with his faith and, and grades. And I mean, he's going to Notre, he's going, he's committed to Notre Dame for a reason. Um, but yeah, he's got to talk to him and he's, he's a great talker. And so it was just special. His family was there, friends were there. And uh, this is just what he had to say. You know, what, what, how special is today? It's big to me, honestly. I mean, I've always dreamed about being all American since I was little. So just finally seeing this become a reality is nothing but a blessing. I'm just so happy to be here and share with so many people in my life, like my family, all my coaches, uh, even uh, God boys with a lot of the times he was out here. Uh, my girlfriend was able to come out, all my friends that I've been friends with since kindergarten, since fifth grade. It was just a great moment to be out here. Yeah, and Notre Dame, obviously, in the college football playoff hunt, I think they're third now, and and it's it, it, I again I, I've mentioned this before to you, but I always do find and, and Texas obviously a huge state, but I do find it interesting uh, even even with Oklahoma and the Texas schools that when it, when a when such a highly talented player and a highly rated prospect does choose to go out of state and Notre Dame's a, a great academic institution as well, so he certainly has a uh, a unique kind of personality and and a way about him that that you've been able to see. Yeah, and uh, I mean you heard the clip there i mean he's just an incredible uh you know he's speaker you know and that's his grades are great and uh it just translates to on the field nolan catholic's nine and one uh they had a buy buy in the first round and now they they play on friday night but, but yeah everything's kind of clicking for that young man and it, it's it's nice to be a part of that journey and to be a part 
of uh, this special moment. Yeah, and and last note on that, I you know, some guys you'd think with that such a such an accolade and such high praise and 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 all deserved, but you'd think that some guys you know check out and but he seems to be very much still invested in his team, uh, he, the player in the team still grounded and obviously this year they you know and most years but this year especially Nolan Catholic seems to be primed to do big things yeah and I I even asked him you know where does this rank in terms of gaining your all-american jersey and he thought second or third which uh, is which is why I mean it's a really special answer I think yeah well his first answer he said hasn't happened yet and that was that state ring that they're going to get this year so, I, mean, I they're they're gonna have to fight for it, but there's they have a chance for sure. I think. Yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah, they get Paris, uh, Dallas Parish this Friday, um, in their first playoff game. Again, they had that bye last week, and so watch for Nolan Catholic. Uh, you know, Coach Bowden's doing great things. The defense lights out, and offense finding ways to score. And I guess that's a good segue. We're we're gonna jump in uh, to the second round of the playoffs uh the majority of the games this week because of the thanksgiving holiday will be on friday and saturday but there are obviously some marquee games in dfw and we'll start with a great one on friday the game's actually in mckinney but it's nine and two cannondale taking on eight and two paris we've talked about cannondale they were a state runner-up last year it doesn't look like things have slowed up. They, they they seem to be clicking once again. They started a little bit slow with, with the two losses. But th- there's also a chance they could have their hands full with uh, what most folks consider to be a very, very good Paris team. Th- that team nearly upset Argyle earlier this season. We also wanted to mention, uh, we touched on that big upset from 2007. Uh, and, and, and I don't know, I think we're both pretty skeptical that it's going to repeat itself. But we have... Allen and Rowlett on Friday. That game's going to be in Garland. Another one to look at, and we, we touched on it. This is another one we touched on earlier. And sorry, these the, the games and the locations are kind of all over the place. Um, going to be a tough one for Louisville as they take on Duncanville on Saturday in Birdville. Brian, th- those are all going to be great games. But which games are you covering this week? And, gonna, and why? I, I think a really good one. Uh is going to be Corsicana and Burleson Centennial. Uh, we've touched on Centennial a little bit, but Centennial is 10-1. Uh, and one. That game's Friday, 7.30 at Burleson ISD Stadium. Uh, you know, Burleson had that week off in week 11, and it didn't seem like it affected him that too much because they beat Kimball 70-12. to 12. Uh, They're a relatively newer program, I think maybe seven or eight years now. I think this is their se- only their second time, you know, getting to practice during the Thanksgiving week. So um, I'm excited to watch watch those two teams. Uh, a lot of people think Corsican is very good. I think they they have two losses on the year, maybe three. Uh, but this is a rematch. Both they started the season with with each other. Uh, Centennial got the victory, 28-26. See if uh, uh, you know. See if Corsicana gets some redemption, or if Centennial keeps it going. And then on Saturday, Brian, you're going to be at Geyer versus Lakeridge. That one will be at Pennington Field. Geyer actually knocked off 6-6A champion Flower Mound 52-21. to 
Last week, Lake Ridge, again, we talked about it a little bit, beat Lake Highlands. Uh, Lake Ridge had a season-high 45 points in that one. What's what stands out about this one? Yeah, and uh, before before I go into it, uh, Chandler Rogers had a huge game against Lake Highlands, 16 to 21, 230 yards, four passing touchdowns, and he added 108 yards rushing and another touchdown on the ground. Uh, this is a kid. If uh, you watched him play, he's he's dynamic. Um, he actually leads the team in both passing and rushing yards. Uh, it's been a while, but I mean, they, they opened the season up last year, Geyer and Lake Ridge, that is, and, and Geyer uh, took care of business 36-21 in, uh, in, in Mansfield. You know, Geyer is a team that kind of started slow. They had two, uh, they started the season with two shutout losses, uh, which never happened in Geyer's history. Uh, they did get their all-star running back, uh, Kedrick Cobbs, who missed the first two or three weeks, and he's you know, lining it up now. He had 310 yards rushing against Flower Mound. I don't know. A lot of people might have taken Geyer, but by that score, that might have been a surprise. That surprises me. Um, so this is going to be another another test. A uh, lot of points. You know, both te- defenses are, are really good. Looking at some season stats, it's it's kind of identical. Uh, Geyer's, has, Geyer has scored 275 points this year. Uh, Lake Ridge, 270. And in total yards, Lake Ridge is at 407 per game, and Geyer is at 403. So kind of an even matchup, and uh, I think it's going to be one of the, the better games this week. Be sure to check out uh, Brian's thoughts on uh, that game afterward. And as well, you can find all our high school sports content, not just football, but uh, basketball and volleyball as well, and the rest of the sports. Um, you can see all of that on dfwvarsity.com, as well as the scores from all of the high school games uh, on Friday and Saturday from the playoffs this week. Before we go, we're going to talk. We're going to touch a quick note on National Signing Day from last week. Brian, you saw a lot of things happen. What What were the a few of the highlights? Um, in terms of the Fort Worth area, there wasn't much. Um, usually, sometimes National Signing Day, the kids, you know, announce. Uh, and I think the biggest one, if you head down to Richardson. Uh, Drew Timmy, who's at Pierce High School, he, uh, I think he's a four or five star kid. Uh, he committed to Gonzaga. If you watch him play, I think that's a perfect fit. Uh, he's kind of not the most athletic, but he's for some reason he's you can't stop him, and so I think it's perfect fit for him and Gonzaga. Uh, basketball, you know, there was so many great recruits that signed. Tyrese Maxey, who's the number one. Uh, 2019 in in the state uh, he's signed to Kentucky uh, one of our top guys in the Fort Worth area Avery Anderson Northwest he, he signed with Oklahoma State um, some others Bobby Witt uh, baseball you know uh, son of former Texas Ranger he's uh, signed with Oklahoma um, I don't know if he'll play in Norman he might be the number one pick in next year's MLB draft and uh, just some Big, so, big big win for OU. Big win for OU. Uh, we'll see if, if he stays. If yeah, he stays. it's going to be tough to turn down the first-round money. Um, just some 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 of the places I went, and you can check out the stories there on our, our website. Went to Salt Lake Carroll. Uh, 26 kids signed. Uh, then headed, headed over to Mansfield, where one of the top you know, volleyball players, Molly Phillips, she signed with Texas. Uh, Grace Green, who won a state title in 
2016 as a freshman uh, at Birdville. She signed with Texas softball. And then late country, uh, Christian, who won the girls' basketball uh, TAPS title last year, uh, Morgan Campbell, she announced she was going to sign with uh, Mary Harden Baylor. And then her teammate, Maddie Colley, announced she was signing with uh, Tarlington State. So you can look for those stories. You can also look for you know a long list of uh, DFW kids that signed, uh, what high schools they're at, and what colleges they signed to on our website. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Yep, again, all our all our content on the DFWVarsity.com as well as the Star Telegram's uh, website and our Facebook, Twitter accounts. Brian and I will also be tweeting this stuff out as well. And, and we're going to try to, once the football season wraps up and we do kind of uh, move, to, move into December, we're going to talk a little bit more National Signing Day stuff for football in December as well as January because now they have all these different, uh, they keep adding to the national, how many National Signing Days there actually are. Brian, uh, what are we looking for? You know, obviously the schedule is a little bit different with Thanksgiving this week. What should folks be looking for in terms of content uh, and when they can expect it from you this week? Uh, up right now, I, we're actually going to do a little vote, a voting contest for these marquee second round games. There's a couple up now. Uh, go vote. It's uh, DeSoto versus Carroll and then Lakeridge versus Geyer. Just pick, you know, who you think is going to win. Um, like we mentioned, Nano Safamensa, his story about the All-American jerseys up. Also trying to do a story on him uh, and a relationship with a seven-year-old uh, kid who, you know, loves Nana to death, uh, biggest fan. So trying to uh, find that story there. And then, uh, you know, we got girls basketball uh, preview, teams and players to watch. And then obviously with the, the games on Friday and Saturday. So it's going to be an exciting week. Yeah, lots of stuff. Brian's going to be busy as always. Hopefully uh, at, at some point he will be able to get back into his Devo costume <laughs> and uh, enjoy a little bit of hard-earned hard time off. The last quick tease I'll tell you, uh, heading into next week after the games, we may have a special guest or two here on the program still trying to work on that uh, to be able to discuss um, some of the cross-state games once the DFW teams start playing teams from other parts of the state. So we, uh, in addition to the games, you all have potentially that to look forward to but uh everybody get out there enjoy the games brian's got all his content for you and uh we'll see you all next week